everybody. <laughs> Welcome. Hi, what the heck? <laughs> Welcome to the Bench Time <laughs> Podcast with Todd and Brett Wiley of HO Scale Customs. We're back and we're recording live this week. Uh, and I guess got what? My patch on my eye. We ain't your pappy's model railroading podcast. <laughs> So you're and back I think vacation. I think we're gonna turn. It's episode one thirty eight. Yeah. I think we turn a new a new page. It's a milestone number one thirty eight. It's one. It is. You know, one thirty eight is 138's a very bit. It's a milestone number, and who gets, uh, gets there? It's one more than one thirty seven. It's a big number, and we're gonna change the two to this show. Okay. We're just gonna get a little bit, a little bit more crazy. Yep. Yeah. So I'm off that, man. Um, I think we're also going to do something each week where, uh, and this was one of our patron questions. Um, someone was asking about uh, what beers we're drinking, or we haven't really talked about any beers we were having for a while. Um, okay. And, and yeah. uh, we're going to do something fun where one of us will have a, a beer, and the other person, we won't know who it is each week, or you guys won't know who it is each week, but we're going to make up a name of a beer. Like, cause you know all these craft beers. Do that. All these. Let's, talk, let's have a different beer each week. Yeah, but all these craft beers have funky, crazy names. Yeah. So we're, one of us will say, "Oh, we're I'm drinking a, you know, uh, a trail whatever IPA whatever it is," uh-huh. and then the other person, even no matter what we're drinking, will make up a name. We'll have to make yeah. up a funny name, and then one of uh, like one whoever it is like. The the listeners of the show will have to point out which one is the made up beer. We should change our name again. Nah. To beer and buildings. <laughs> I don't have the energy to do that. <laughs> <laughs> beer and buildings, and we'll put like a mug of beer on it. You know. Nah, I'm not doing that. Okay. <laughs> Um, anyway, so yeah, one of us will name the beer that we're drinking and the other one will come up with a make made up name okay. of a craft beer and right. and we'll have to figure who the listeners will have to like come up and, and figure out who is, who has the made up uh, beer name. I like that. So I, I, I actually have my beer ready for the, uh, uh, for the show. So, yeah. um. Yeah, I, I didn't open it yet, but I we we can get to that after we get to our uh, patron message for the week. So um, we're gonna change up the show a little bit, though. We're just gonna get a little bit more um, loose with things, and uh, I'm just starting to, you know, I want to have more fun with it than I did in the past, and and okay, just be a little bit less censored in a way. But we're still not gonna say the f bomb. So yeah, yeah, no, and I we're still that. not gonna be offensive, like. We're not nah. gonna call anyone out, but but still, get a little bit more, a uh, little bit more crazy. All right, all right, but not goofy. All right. Well, we're always goofy. Well, you know what I mean, but not like childish. Yeah, well, well we're no. kind of childish. Like that. Yeah, well, we we play with toys, so that's what yeah. I, I'm told all the time. Play with a lot of things, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know. So. <laughs> That though? Don't you hate when people go? I've never had anyone say that to me. Tell me to do model railroading, okay? And I had to get away from that. Now I don't tell them I do. I'm a model railroader anymore because they they look at you like, oh, okay. What's the, so you have trains and stuff? I'm like, eh, I guess because 
we don't you and I we don't really deal with railroads. Uh, you know how but, I deal with that? What? When I tell new people that I meet about my things that I do, this hobby, I preface it with like especially the craftsman stuff that we do. I preface it with like, oh, yeah, well my dad and I have a model railroad layout, but we don't uh, really do this. Yeah. You know, we don't eat really run trains we don't really know about that we're into the art of it and the scenery and the buildings and then immediately people are like oh what do you mean it's an art and then i show them and it's like mind blown but immediately i i I point them into the direction of the art um Mm -hmm. and less about like because a lot of people immediately think oh it's my lionel my grandfather's got a lionel train um but it, I, I I try to steer the conversation towards the art of it and scenery building and diorama building first. Right, and, and that's smart. I mean, and, and I do something similar. I tell them I either say one of two things: I'm either I'm a scale modeler or I'm a fine scale modeler. Okay, and and I do the same sort of thing. Um, I I've just gotten away from saying model railroad. Not, nothing wrong with model railroading. It is wonderful, and we are we are a branch of model railroading. Okay, we're an important part of my railroading in a way. Okay, in that respect. However, um, uh, the reason I try to avoid using that is only because it doesn't define what you and I do entirely. Okay, it it defines a lot of other people and a lot of our listeners. So I'm not knocking the 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 hobby of model railroading. We are a section of model railroading, but. When I need to explain it to other people, what would I do as a hobby? I need to explain it as that I do – I'm a modeler or a fine scale modeler or a scale modeler. Um, and then I explain from there because then it, you know, it's, it's just – because if I say model a railroader and I don't have a railroad, I don't have anything in my house whatsoever that is a train or train related. Right. I have one box, I have one box car sitting up here. And I have that because I brought it home so I could get the track on a mo- on that uh, so I could get the so I could lay the track on a module that I was building, okay? Because it had it needed track. Outside of that, I don't have a single thing in here that has to do with a railroad, uh, maybe a couple railroad structure type things, but that's it. Um, so, you know, I need to. Now we do it. To, we do at the layout. Obviously, we have track and trains and things like that. But, but um, you know, we consider ourselves modelers in a different sense. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. And but so that's how I. And this is not. I'm not. You know, I think it's a good topic. Actually, it is. But before yeah. we get on to that, I want to thank our brand newest patron actually he was like two weeks ago but we recorded two episodes in a row because i went on vacation um but i'm back and uh (laughs) i want to thank david start our newest patron um as always you get access to all the other stuff and i think he's actually in some of the facebook stuff now if he's not david uh make sure you request to get into that um yeah yeah, thank you i am back from vacation i had a nice week and i sweated my living Oh man, I I sweated my was, ass off that was the down worst there. Week ever to go to the, the, beach. the high, the lowest high temperature, if that makes sense, down there was ninety seven degrees. Yeah, the lowest high, like oh my god, you could not, <laughs> you couldn't stand on the balcony of the hotel without just right. getting swamp ass in ten seconds. Yeah. Oh my, word. but um, 
It was good though. Girls had fun. We had swamp ass when I was here, man. Yeah. You didn't even have to leave home for that. Yeah. I know it's gross. It was just a bad week to. It was not a bad week to go. It was just a week where the water felt good. Yeah. Well, I have a vacation we took you when you were little uh, that was hot like that the entire week, and um, it was my fault because it was your I fault went, that it was hot. Well, we went to Florida, and we went in August. Oh yeah, and the first week of August, and it was rookie mistake. We were at Cocoa Beach. I remember. <laughs> Wonder and why all we, these vacation packages in Florida are so cheap in August. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we were staying down there. We, went to, we took you down to Disney and to see your fam to see our family. Yeah, my family live lives in, in Disney. You know, right? Yeah, we live in Orlando. Anyhow, in Disney. So, <laughs> right. So we went to Disney and we did Sea World and all that, and then we decided while we were down there, hey, we got some time. We did this stuff. I got more time. I got uh, like four more days. Yeah. Before, this laptop and let's go to the beach. So I found a some kind of travel guide down there. They had one of the supermarkets when we were in Orlando. Uh, we were staying with relatives. Okay. And I was like, oh, this is uh there's um uh, hotels that has all kinds of different special rated hotels at Cocoa Beach. Blah 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 blah. So let's it's I'm like it's an hour and a half away or whatever, you know? So let's drive there and we'll get a hotel. I'll make the reservations. And there were super cheap prices, and I didn't understand why until we got there. And I realized when we got there that none of the, there was a ton of hotels, but no cars in the parking lot, and uh, or not many cars in the parking lot, right? And I went in, checked in. They all seemed really anxious to have us, and and uh, we got a nice little motel, and we were in the in our room, getting you all situated. You were little, I would say three, maybe. Okay. okay? Uh, three or four, I guess. I don't know what you were. But um, anyhow, we were in there and we had um, on the vanity in the bathroom was these little packets. They look like the little towelettes, you know, moist towelettes uh, that you use for when you eat like Kentucky Fried Chicken or something. Well, I don't know if they give them out anymore. But they used to give these moist towelettes out when you eat Kentucky Fried Chicken to wipe your face off and everything. Uh, they don't do that anymore, I'm sure. But um, – they look like towelettes, except they said tar off. And I'm like, why? What What the hell is this? Tar off. And I just left it in there. And then we went, got dressed, and went down to the beach. It was around noon or whatever. And went down to the beach for the first day. And we're walking down there. And it was so freaking hot. Oh, we had flip-flops on. Walked across the street. Went down to the beach. The sand was so hot, you could hardly put your feet on it, okay? And you had to run to where the water touched the sand or ran up on the sand and cooled the sand off. Mm-hmm. And that's where you walked, wherever you could see the damp sand, okay, because it cooled your feet off. And then, you know, you, we even moved our towels down there. That's how hot the damn beach was. Yeah. And uh, you couldn't walk in the white sand. If you walked in the white sand, you're, you're it's like walking on a – you ever see those people that try and cross the fire for uh-huh. – to try and – themselves met, uh, mentally or whatever. Yeah, you know, yeah. We, the, you know, they walk across skulls. Right. Rock, it's like that. Okay. And I'm not exaggerating. And um, so we were all done. We did the thing in the beach, and it, you know it was hot as hell. But we were out in the water, and and whatever. And the water felt like it felt like piss water. That's uh-huh. how hot it was. And um, so we walked 
Not that I've ever felt that, by the way. And um, so we walked back to the hotel when we were all done. And we got back in the room, and I looked on the floor. They have the tile floor inside the foyer of the front door, okay, of the room. And I'm looking at the tile floor, and it's got black tar marks all over it. Um, I'm like, what are all these black marks all over it? And I'm looking at the bottom of my sa- – I picked up the bottom of my sandal mm-hmm. and had tar. And I had tar, like, on my toes – and everything else, I don't know if it was from tar in the water on the beach. Um, I don't know if it was oil substance or tar. Um, but I, I know on the bottom of my shoes, it was the tar off the road when we walked across on my flip-flops. Yeah. And so that tar-off packet was from – that's how hot it is down there in August. Dang. It was smelting the road. <laughs> huh. So anyhow, that's – Anyways, a yeah. Funny story. Okay, what's well, ha 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 ha? Oh my god, I ain't telling no goddamn story. Just kidding. All right. Uh, so anyhow. Anyways, so, that was it. Now you asked about you talking about hot vacations. I was talking about hot vacations. All right, next, what's up? Well, all right. Well, let's go. Let's get into our patron questions first, and then um, yeah. we'll wrap up with our other stuff here. Uh, over time. That's a long story. Well, cut it out then. I don't care. Oh, I'm not cutting it out. No, I'm leaving it, it in. Leave- no, I'm leaving it in. Go ahead. <laughs> Patron question. Patron questions. All right. All right. Uh, before we get into our patron questions, um, I just wanted to make an announcement that the snake in my basement has not been found yet. Um, yeah, why do you have to keep bringing that up? Because I can't wait to see him. <laughs> yeah, I can. <laughs> Anyways. Um, all right, so we're going to do patron questions, and then we're going to talk about what we've been working on and everything else that's been going on over the last um, I got a bunch of stuff to two weeks. So first not- patron question, what? I have a bunch of stuff to talk about. And, and it's, it's not, not about your tar off? It's not about the tar off, no. Okay. Oh, well, real quick, let's talk about our beer. Do you have your beer? All right. Well, we're going to do quickly, before we jump into our patron questions, our beer of the week. So um, I'll start off mine. Mine okay. is mine is from the West Indiana Brewing Company, and it's the Cross-Eyed Skanky Blonde Wheat Ale. Nuh-uh. Yeah. That sounds that sounds actually damn nasty. I know. I don't want you know. I don't really know. If I I'd be afraid to even drink that. You might catch something off of I, that. My buddy gave it to me. Comes uh, with a free STD. My buddy just came back home uh, from his trip out west, and uh, he brought yeah. some home for me. Oh my gosh! But wow. It was the kind of stuff you have to keep in the cooler. Yeah. Because like they bottle it, and it, you got to keep it refrigerated, or else it gets all skunked real quick. Anyways, or I was told. Well, I got, now, it's um, Voodoo Ranger. Now, it's not the Voodoo Ranger from New Belgium that you're used, that you're familiar with. This is called Experimental IPA. Experimental IPA. So, um, I've never seen them out before. And something new. Um, it's, it's a little stronger. Um... It's it's got a weird flavor to it. Oh. I don't know exactly. I'm gonna open another one, but um, mine tastes like um, 
Mine tastes like something you'd find on a hotel floor room. Mine? <laughs> no, uh Really? <laughs> no, it's not that bad. <laughs> I'm, just based, I'm making fun of it because of the name. Oh, because it's Yankee Blonde. Look at it. Yeah. So now this is uh, in volume. It is uh, 6.6. But um, it's a Voodoo Ranger Experimental IPA. And uh, so... You know, one of us is not telling the truth. Yeah. And uh, one of us is. Now, you know, so that's that's where you go. Now so that's a- that. So, uh, real quick, I also wanted to do this before we get into patron questions. This is the best time of the year. It's the greatest time of the yeah. year because it's hockey playoffs, baby. Hockey playoffs. No, man. Well, so. we even got some exhibition games this week we already had. I know. And John Carlson's so, hurt. And, and you people that are getting this, uh, listening to this on a Friday night, or if you were listening to it on Saturday, there's games on either tomorrow morning or today. And, Both days, um, Friday and Saturday. There are games on Friday? I thought it started Saturday. There's exhibition games Friday. Okay. For okay. some of the teams that don't play um, oh, okay. on Saturday. Okay, like the Bruins and stuff. Yeah. The Bruins play tonight against Columbus. Oh, okay. Anyways, I'm all over it. Enjoyed watching it. It's a little unusual. Than I freaking love it. It's a little, it, it, yeah. It's I want it too. I enjoyed watching the Caps play last night. Um, it was it was neat. The first night, um, I saw I watched the Flyer game. It just didn't look like it had that same intensity. Now, one of the things that's unusual about it is the fact that there's nobody in the bleachers. Okay, nobody in the stands. Yeah. Um, there's no fans. Um, they have all the sections all tarped off with this blue tarp and it looks like um you know it just it looks like a hockey in space yeah a little bit so it's <laughs> strange. So you're, you're, but it, what it does is it, your eyes do eventually focus you know what down though the... honestly I, I i don't notice the fans normally in a game so it yeah. doesn't bother me now they pipe in the sound of the fans which i also don't I, mind and i'll tell I you did, why i did the first day i minded the first day because you could barely hear it and I don't know if they were just toying with it and trying to figure it out. But last night when the Caps played, and when I watched the Chicago game it. last night, yeah, you could hear they, they, they cranked that up a little bit. You know why I so like it? it? back in a little bit. And I like that. You back. know why I like it? Mm. And I was talking to Pap about this you know, last night. Uh, I like it because I think it would be weird if they didn't do it. Yeah. It'd be it'd be weird to watch a hockey game with no crowd noise. So it's yeah. more it's more normal to see that and yeah, hear it with crowd noise. You're right. I mean, we played what, thousands of games ourselves. Yeah. Okay, so it's like you you're less. It's like you're at a rink and there's nobody there, and you're out there playing with your buddies, or you're playing against. Yeah, and you hear literally there. every single noise. Yeah, and you click. hear them calling for the pass. You can hear right. them out there, but but you know, yelling at but each from other, a TV viewer's perspective. From a TV yeah. viewer's point of view, it's it would be strange to watch it without any crowd noise. So I'm right, glad absolutely. that they pumped it in because it makes it seem more normal. But anyways, sure. let's move on to our patron questions. We've yeah, been dick, we've been dicking around too much tonight. <laughs> we're <laughs> we're gonna um, jump into this first one. Greg yeah. Baker, just waiting on my kit for the contest. Are both of you participating in the contest? Any idea of what you are going to do? Um, I will be participating in the contest. Um, I don't know if my dad will. I am. Oh, in the contest. Yeah. Which contest? The one that um, Jeff from Motrack announced. Oh, oh. If, since you're participating, I'm probably not. We don't need two but, of the same yeah. building. Right. Exactly. Um, 
Mark Room. Lately, I've been thinking about modeling a layout that depicts a day after a thunderstorm. How would the Wileys replicate street puddles, mossy wood, and wet buildings? Oh man, that's a doozy, Mark. That's a very and that's a very specific. Um, Mark, you might you might want to reach out. I mean, I'll tell you how we would have done it, or we would have done it if if we were going to do that. But you might want to reach out to Matt Hankins about very time specific modeling because his whole club does modules based on a, a specific day. Mm-hmm. Um, so he might be able to give you some tips on some consistency of how to model a very very precise time period. But um, as far as how to model after a thunderstorm went through. Um, I'll kick it off with the first thing. Uh, working with AK puddles, the puddles. Yeah, that's cool. From AK is a really mm-hmm. cool product. Um, very very easy to work with. It doesn't run all over the place. It's very self leveling. It's it's self leveling, but it also doesn't ooze all over your layout either. Um, especially if you create a, create a very small depression and and get just a little bit in there. It, it's it's awesome. It comes um, in a little little container. I, I think it's like just like a resin product, though. Yeah. Because uh, once it dries, I can't, it's even, I can't even buy mine. It's here. Oh, okay. You have yeah, it. Yeah, I have it here. I've been making puddles with it. Gotcha. So you could do that. Um, another cool thing, and I'll just hit it off with the second item. It's a tip that Jason Jensen actually, I think, gave us. I think it was Jason. Um, way back, way back. Probably, probably inside of the first 50 episodes, really. Right was to take, if you have flat roofs, which a lot of our buildings, no matter if you're doing plastic kits or wood kits or whatever, a lot of them do end up having flat roofs. Right. Well, the one thing you can do is get um, a little bit of the tester's plastic cement in the tube, the kind in the the foil tube, and uh, drop little bits of um, testers on your flat roofs and what it does is it makes it end up looking like puddled up water on your roofs. Um, oh, that's true. Jason, actually, that I can't take credit for that one. Jason gave me that tip mm-hmm. uh, on one of our podcasts. But I've done it now with two or three buildings, and it looks good. There's a little, you know, every time, even if it's not right after the day after a thunderstorm, if it's a week later and you're in the spring or fall or after a wet summer season, mm-hmm. um, you know... It, if you're on top of an office building or you're in an area that's more urban and you look across to the top of the next roof that's flat, you see puddles on top of the roofs. There's rubber roofs. Oh, yeah. The rubber roofs collect water um, and they don't always drain well. So you would have a couple roofs that would have some water on it if it's rained within the last day or two. Right. So especially the if a- you're, especially if you're, okay, I was, right. I got one last thing. The, the puddles on a roof is also a good idea if you have, um, a more modern layout with rooftop AC units um, on your commercial buildings. If you have rooftop air conditioners, mm-hmm. you would have some. If you had a one or two air conditioning units that were leaking condensate, um, you would have yeah. puddles near them. So you want may want to make you know might want to consider right. that. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. You were going to say the AK puddles. Well, the AK puddles I wouldn't put on my roof because no, they no, have- no, 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 no. They have a coloring of like a greenish brownish. No, it green, doesn't. Like a snot green. No, it doesn't. What? It's Whoa. clear. Um, I have one, it. I have. Well, I used it one time. I used it and it had a greenish tint to it. That's nah, clear. Okay. 
Well, it's clear. Anyhow, it's clear. It's clear. Okay. If you it don't does, want but to it go is, to extent, but it is foggy. Okay. Well, if you don't want to go to the extent of using AK puddles or tester cement, you know, two other options would be any kind of uh, artist gloss gel medium. Yep. Um, or Mod Podge, for that matter. And you don't have to buy a big bottle of Mod Podge. No, Dan. They now sell little tiny ones. I saw Dan Pugach actually shared a thing where he found the Mod Podge in the size of a one of our craft paint containers. Yes. Yeah. Way cheaper, too, if you're only needing a little bit of it. Right. And how all, and you know, for a puddle, you're not going to need much. So you no. can probably do a lot of puddles. But you want to make sure you want to make sure that if you're using the gel medium or a mod podge that you buy the gloss. Yes. You don't want to put a matte puddle on your on your yeah. layout. And don't put it on too thick. You don't want any of them. You don't need to. You just need a coating. Um, because let's look at let's look look at it like this. It's H O scale. Mm-hmm. It does it's not gonna be deep. Okay, and it's going to dry clear. It's going to dry faster. It doesn't have to appear to be deep because in our scale, would you know just the thinnest of coats when it dries clear is going to represent a puddle just fine. Uh, you know, on a roof or along a road, so it doesn't have to be much at all. You can uh, you could probably make that, a bottle of that Mod Podge stuff last. Uh, even a small little bottle like that would probably last for years. Right. So that's. I mean, that's, it might dry out. It might dry out before you get to use it all. Right. You can use that. You can also use that to, um, if you put a little like burnt umber into the Mod Podge and uh, darken it. You'd want to darken it up pretty good. Mm-hmm. Or or even the uh, clear um, gloss gel medium clear, and you would put um, some dark umber, and I would use an acrylic craft paint or some kind or. Uh, some kind of yeah, some kind of a acrylic paint, um, and you would just darken it up pretty dark. But now you've created an oil slick. Um, you created um, a glossy type of mud. Uh, oil slicks are real good. Um, a grease a grease spill that mm-hmm. kind of thing. You know you can stain them. Uh, 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 as dark or as light as you want to make it look like uh, something other than water that you know might have spilled. So you can put it on the side of a barrel. Um, you can put it uh, dripping down the side of a barrel, or you can put it around the barrel where it looks like it's leaking from the bottoms of the barrel on the ground. Uh, that type of thing. Now, now AK also makes like uh, oil spills and grease something you know there's all kinds of oil stains and grease oil spills or something along that lines i have them both here they have a ton of products right and and you can do that but like i was saying you could also create your own and save yourself six dollars for the amount of time you're going to use it i have both those products and they're nice what would you create oil stain how many times do you have to do that though i mean yeah but what would you what would you create an oil stain with i tell i told you i would use i would use a dark Burnt umber Oil and a base? little bit of Mod Podge. No, I would bet. Oh no, acrylic. Yep. And right, but, a, hmm? but what I'm trying to say is, if it's going to cost you six bucks for AK product, yeah, to do a little bit of oil stains, yeah, and you don't have that paint and you don't have Mod Podge. Well, what I'm saying is, you would buy the Mod Podge used for other things. You're right. 
Okay. And then you could use it for you. If you would get more versatility out of the Mod Podge or the glass gel medium, you have that option to create other things like water. Right. It might be common. You might use a little more commonly, or like to try at some point. Right. So let's get back to the thunderstorm thing. Okay, thunderstorm. How how much of a thunderstorm are we talking about? Well, let's just we, say we put some wreckage in with some trees and things like that. Yeah, I mean, you could. Did we have a tornado, or was there a flood, or well, flash I mean, flood? Let's be reasonable here. So, uh, a normal average summer thunderstorm. You could definitely put some puddles in. Maybe if you have water, your water, if you're going to put any water in, might be murky instead of clear. True. Have a have a have a more brownish colored water. Right. Um, Run off and everything. Sure. Yeah, you're gonna you're not your creeks are gonna be fall are your creeks are gonna be cloudy. Right. Um, you're going to maybe have some depending on your scenery. You might have retention ponds that are full or areas of low lying land that have water built up in them. Right. Um, you, you could, like my dad said, have some branches down. That's, that mean even a normal mm-hmm. everyday summer thunderstorm that rolls through when you're driving around after it's over, there's always a branch or two down right on the road. Um, I think that's really, I mean, that, that, that would be your average thunderstorm. If you have a road, uh, and you want to, you might want to, how would you make it wet? Different. Well, I don't know if you could make it. I don't know if it would look good if you made it wet. Yeah. But what you could do is use a darker. You could you could change by putting a make darker, it a more a, a more black colored pavement, or make the pavement look like it's drying in some spots, but still dark on other spots where it might it might True. be wet. Yeah, that's know? a good idea. Uh, just, I mean, I've never done that. I'm just coming up with some thoughts in my head, but yeah, that's yeah, a very real quick, very unique thing to try. So you would hate, you would hate to do all that and make your whole layout <laughs> or, or make your whole scene look like a rain, a rainstorm or thunderstorm just went through, but your roads are like chalk bone dry, dry. Right. <laughs> and there's yeah. dirt all over them. That's the other thing too. You would, I mean, you had to probably experiment with that a little bit. But yeah. yeah, that's that's interesting. It's interesting. I don't know how I would do that completely. Mm-hmm. All right. Oh, put leaves. Uh, if it, look, it was a good storm uh, outside of the trees going down, don't just put a couple, a little bit of deadfall here and there, okay? Or some, or a down tree, or uprooted tree. Maybe an uprooted tree. That'd be cool. Okay. Or um, how about um, either way? Even if there wasn't a tree down, okay, but maybe some leaves off. Not a lot of leaves, just enough, a subtle amount of leaves laying near the tree or under the tree. You know, even in the summer, trees lose uh, in a w- when you get that wind with a thunderstorm. Yeah, they lose some um, leaves. Yeah, they lose some leaves. All right, Scott Perry, you used to drink a lot of beer. You guys used to drink a lot of beer. What happened? Well, um, we I took a little bit of a hiatus, and I didn't for a while. Um, and I do now. Well, I you have were, were training. You had all kinds of big. I mean, runs. I got, yeah, I got a lot. Had a lot. Of running well, and then all that running got canceled. But yeah. whatever. Uh, but now I, I mean, I still have a couple beers. But it's, uh, I don't know. The last couple of podcasts we didn't. I'll even tell ha- you why I haven't. I haven't even want. had any for the podcast. I haven't really had any in, in a couple of weeks. But right, and I'll tell you why I haven't. Why? Because it's like ninety to one hundred degrees each night. That's the other thing. And it's I, tough to have. Feel, it's yeah, tough to have beer after you've been working outside or work. You're yeah. hot and yeah. If it cools down. If it cools down in the even when it cools down in the evening, if it was hot all day, 
I'm just my body and everything. I'm just not feeling like I want to drink anything. Yeah, you know, other than water or something refreshing, iced tea or something. I hear and you. It's not. I, don't get me wrong. I absolutely love a beer. Sometimes I do like to cool off with a beer after I worked out there cutting grass or something. I come inside the air conditioner and grab a beer. But generally, just to, if I'm already relaxed and everything else, and it's been a hot day, I'm, sometimes I'm just my my body, especially when it's consistently hot over and over and again. Yeah, it's not necessarily feeling like a beer. I feel you. No, I get it. Um. Next one. Oh, this is pretty good right now. Jim Lasseter, there is no guest. He asked if there was a guest. There's no guest. Oh, okay. Me, my dad. Jim asked if there was a guest tonight? Yeah. No, I I don't want to really get into this story too much. I was going to have a guest here, uh, a couple guests. Um, I We've had two two guests with two very unfortunate situations. Yeah, we don't need um, to. One, one was horrible, yep. uh, and, they, and we are not able to provide a guest right now, so... Right now, we're uh, there were some life events that happened that inhibited us or prohibited us from having a guest or two on. We will have guests. Um, I'm working with one now. Unfortunately, they were unfortunate events, so uh, that's all we need to talk about. All right, next one, Lynn McCurdy. Now that it's Wiley scale modeling. Question number one, will there be new shirts, koozies, cups, decals, etc., with Wiley on them rather than HO scale customs? And number two, the old HO scale customs, will they be considered vintage uh, and bring a higher oh. and bring a higher resale value? Well, unfortunately, they will not bring a higher resale value. Oh, okay. Um, they are just as worthless as they were before. <laughs> 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 but um, you can try to sell them on eBay for a small fortune. I don't know how that'll work out. Question number one, though. Yes, I'm working on some cool new stuff with our logo. I don't even know if my dad knows about this. We mentioned it a couple weeks ago, but I didn't really talk with you about it. Um, okay. Thanks. Instead of doing koozies, we talked about doing those cups. Cups, yeah. Yeah. Like, you know the ones that Jeff Grove gave us from Carolina Craftsman Kits, the gold yep. ones? I yep. thought it would be cool to get cups that we could use, that our listeners and patrons and whoever could use to um, use for, like, cleaning brushes, mixing paint, mixing plaster. And those little disposable plastic cups have a million uses. Oh, they do. Drinking some Kool-Aid, like whatever you want to do with them. And right. I found them pretty reasonable. We can throw the Wiley's logo on them, um, and they're like 38 cents a piece. They're cheap. Oh, my. Real, like, wow. real cheap. So um, Let's do that. We need to come up with a logo that we can Well, I'm going to put the Wiley's logo on it. Oh, you mean the, like the neon one? Well, I made a version. It's a flat white icon. Oh, okay, yeah, So we yeah, can just I'm throw it on. I just, I just got done the other day editing it into it, not a neon version, but a version that's like just a white print. Yeah. Um, one color print. So we can throw that on whatever. Um, I do want to get uh, – Dan Pugach had asked a long time ago about trucker hats. Um, and I briefly found a vendor that had them, and then the vendor took away the trucker hats. So I found another place that will do trucker hats, and I just have to upload my artwork. The problem was I had to redo the neon logo to be a flat printable icon, uh, and the neon wasn't printable in a one-color option so i had to redo that now that i have that done we're ready to rock and roll with some uh some uh, some swag so yeah. i think that the koozies were a good idea 
Um, I don't want to do koozies again. I want to do something new. I think cups would be really cool. Okay. So. Yeah, we'll order a bunch of cups. I'll get some cups ordered and uh, pick. I don't know what colors. We'll pick some cool colors and um, uh, we'll get it all ready. So that is that. If you have any other ideas, I will be doing some trucker hats. Um, I don't know the costs and the availability of them just yet, but I found a vendor that allows me to do like ad hoc, like as we need them, trucker hats. Um, right. But but I don't, I can't promise that just yet. Um, but they're coming. Decals, we can do any kind of stuff like that. Um, so now that the new logo is done in a way that's ready for print, I can start firing up some cool new stuff. Um, your other things, anything HO Scale Customs prior, just consider it vintage and put it on your collector shelf and uh, enjoy it. And in fact, I still have like, I don't know, maybe 50 koozies left, the old orange ones. So we got to figure out a way to get rid of these orange koozies. I don't want 50 orange koozies sitting in my basement. So um, <laughs> got to figure out a way to get rid of these ones. I got like three or four of them sitting right I, here. I have a half dozen in my kitchen probably, but um, <laughs> we ordered 500 of them. Mm-hmm. So, all right. Next one, I think this is a Monty Python reference from Dan Pugach, but what is the airspeed velocity of an unladen swallow? I know that's a Monty Python thing because there's a sub-question under there of African or European. No, it's not a question of where. It's not a question of where he grips it, what's your favorite color, all that, whatever. Uh, I think it's a Monty Python thing. But yeah, I'm not sure if I get, you know, I never really got the Monty Python stuff 100%. 100%. Okay. So. I, I watched some of that. I used to like the Monty Python show. It used to be a weekly show. Or, yeah. Or he's had it on every night, actually, at one point. He's like rerun things. God damn it. I'm going to do that question one more time. This fucking thing. What happened? It's still recording. I forgot to unpause it because I was dealing with Skype issues. Oh, uh, okay. Gotcha. But yeah, I never really got into um, Monty Python. the Monty Python stuff too much. I know you. I watched a couple of them before. I know you watched them with me, and I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I, mean, I used to watch them years and years ago. They used to have a weekly show on or whatever, and and it was uh, you know, it was like it was it was funny. It was like the a Holy Grail was funny. Power. The Holy Grail one was good. Holy but... Grail was great. Yeah, yeah. Um, Jim Lasseter. Yeah, Life of Brian. But, you know, I, I just never... I just I never found that kind of humor humorous. I don't know. Maybe I found been, humor in it. I did. It's like watching Clerks. It's like watching Benny Hill. You, you don't even remember Benny no. Hill. No. But it's like... It's like... It's like... I equate it to, 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 clerk, to Clerks. Yeah. No, Clerks was great. No, but some people hate Clerks. Like your mom. Like a yeah. lot of people. They don't get the humor of the movie Clerks. Right, exactly. Um, But I could watch Clerks... Over and over again, and I think it's a funny one of the funniest movies that I love. Clerks, yeah, that that movie is awesome. But uh, you know, a lot of people, even people who like comedy, hate Clerks. Yeah, and it's similar to Monty Python. I feel right. Um, it just appeals to a certain type. Um, but I do, I do find humor in it. It's just I never got super into them. Right. All right. Jim Lasseter asks. I think we should take, or he says, I think we should take a. I think we should have a drinking game. Every time Todd or Brett say shit on the show, you take a shot. Um, <laughs> I like I said, I know, that could get dangerous. I'll help you know? Jim out here. Shit, 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 shit. 
Um, <laughs> but uh, Greg Baker went on to say we'd all be drunk three minutes into the recording, and uh, Dan P says my liver can't handle that. Uh, I think we all agree that that would be a bad drinking game. That would be a very bad drinking game. Yeah. Um, we do not. Hey, we don't mean to say it all the time. It's just, it's just we're naturally talking here. It just comes out. And, <laughs> we do yeah. not recommend, nor does your doctor recommend, playing the Wiley scale modeling drinking game. Especially when we're building something. You do not want to hear, you do not want to play that game with that particular word while I'm in here working by myself, <laughs> working on something, especially if it's very intricate. Or when you and I are down in the basement together. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it'd be bad news. Yeah, it'd be bad news. Yeah, this is not where you bring your children. Um, Chris Galvin brought up a really cool thing. All right, here we go. This is a good one. I went back and listened to episode number one and two of Bench Time. Oh, God bless you. Uh, first of all, if you can make it through those, more power to you. And he gave us a good compliment. I can't even get through that. Yeah, we did. With down here the one night you and I listened to it. It was laughing. Oh, yeah, we laughed yeah, our yeah. asses yeah. off. Well, we had tears so much. Oh, I, I couldn't even work. I was laughing so hard. I know. My gut, my gut was sore. Chris asked, uh, it, was good po- it was a good podcast from the get-go. But it was mentioned in both episodes that you guys were going to be putting out some kits of your own. Did that happen? Mm. Did that happen, or is that something you still bounce around among the two of you to put out some kits? Or if you already did, are they still available? Well, Chris, not a chance in hell. We thought we were going to, and <laughs> uh, we took the absolute worst route you could possibly take to make kits. Right? Oh. Uh, yep. It was actually embarrassing if you talk about it now, because. Yep. Uh, we thought we would hand cut them all with a jigsaw and sand the, all the parts down. <laughs> it was a it it was what you would I'll just add the Jim Lasser's drinking game. It's what you would call a shit show. Uh, yep. Yep. And um, I still have a couple stacks of scrap wall. I have I have I have I, have, I, have, I must it. have like six of those lighthouse kits down here still. Nah. Yeah. All cut out, ready in a bag. Oh my god! Oh my gosh! remember that evening we sat down here well you and i cut all the walls out for that lighthouse building yep yep and i made like five or six kits i had a couple down here too i had a couple i took with me uh (laughs) balls and stuff and um i still have them in a stack down here balsa no 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 no, walls they weren't walls oh yeah they were they were clapboard side yeah we bought a bunch of clapboard siding man i I still have them. I use them for scrap pieces so, of uh, clapboard where I need them on other walls and things. After trying to hand cut all of our walls out, and then finding out later that you need to invest in a laser or some kind of cutter, mm-hmm. um, we decided to turn our podcast and our branding back when we had no idea what we wanted to do. Hence uh, the name HSGO Custom. Yes. Go ahead. We decided to maybe then go into the just the route of trying to teach people how to do what we do right. versus trying to make kits because so right we were not we were we were we had no clue in hell what we were doing right um, we were going to make our own custom kits right so as a result so was born the name HO Skill Customs and. 
and that's where we originated from that. But yeah. then we got into doing the podcast and we didn't ever change the name. We never bothered changing the name. And that, we didn't know how it was going to go. In fact, we didn't even know. We I were still gonna don't know how it's going to go. <laughs> yeah, we, yeah, exactly. But we didn't know how long it was going to go and how it would build or pick up. Or if, how, how did we even get into get? doing a podcast? Uh, it was your idea, man. And we were building. You know, I still have podcasts and talking about things that we'd like to build and stuff like that. I think like, you okay. were part of it, too. Yeah. Because you were like, we were listening to a couple podcasts of our of our favorites for yeah, a while. Yeah, so why can't we make a podcast? Yeah. These I, other, other guys are making a podcast. Let's try one of our own. You know, and we'll, I told you, we, I, you and I both said, we'll make it to where, man, that's you know, crazy. We're just normal Joes. We're not like super professional builders or anything, but we're going to talk about us and how we build and things like that. We might try and get a couple guests on eventually. And that's, then we went with, yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. It was just a goopy. That's where we decided to do that. Our first podcast was on November 20th, 2017. Yep. Dang, that's it crazy. Was, it was two weeks after we got back from Altoona, <laughs> from oh, going man. to the expo in Altoona. I remember I was sitting in my back room, you know, mm-hmm. my upstairs back room. Yeah, right. Uh, on that glass end table <laughs> with this tiny ass little clip on microphone. Oh, I remember those. And uh, uh, freezing my, I was freezing my off in that back room because it's not heat it, it's not heat or cold yeah. um and my wife was like what are you doing you're out here talking what are you talking about and i'm like oh my dad and i are doing a podcast and she's like i don't even want to talk about it she's like i don't even want to think about it and uh <laughs> and i think she thought like oh that's cute like it'll last a couple weeks and then uh, and 138 episodes later. <laughs> 138 episodes later and uh, almost three years this, this November. Break. Well, in the beginning, we, we skipped a couple weeks. And then yeah, we didn't... Around Christmas time. The, well, yeah. no, we went November 20th to December 4th, oh, okay. December 12th, January 13th, February 1st. So it's like every other week for a couple And then weeks. From, oh. from February 1st, 2018 until today as we speak... Yeah. We did not miss a single week. Wow. Yeah. 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 I'm yeah, looking, but- I'm I'm scrolling through now and, and February first, twenty eighteen was the date we went with a, with minimum of one episode a week. We did that because another person told us that we could never we were be yeah, able we to were told weekly. We were told so this is how my dad and I this is the um, the apple doesn't far we fall. Challenged. The apple doesn't fall far from the tree. We were told that we would never make it, uh, yes. more than uh, you know a few dozen episodes, and um, we would never be able to do it on a weekly basis, and, or or that you'd run out of stuff to talk about. Well, right. little do they know that you and I are the kings of bullshitting. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and we can talk. Yeah. So, um, I love to talk, and I'll talk. Yeah. Whatever, I'll talk about anything. I'll talk about corned beef if I have to. So, yeah. um, <laughs> so if I gotta start the corned beef podcast, I will. And I'll damn it, I'll make 200 episodes well, of the corned beef actually, podcast. I've, I'm gonna actually talk to you off off mic about a podcast, doing another type of podcast at some point. Is this the one we talked about before? Yes, absolutely. Okay, all right. Well. We could talk about that. All right. Okay. Well, and if you guys want to follow us on that podcast, no, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> uh, 
Yeah, so that's kind of the origins of HO Scale Customs, Chris. Um, and right. where the kits went, there's only, believe it or not, there are like five kits sitting here in my basement in a Ziploc they, bag. If we showed you them, they would be as laughable as Sculpey. I wouldn't even want to give them to. I wouldn't. I wouldn't <laughs> want. I wouldn't let me pay you to take them from me. They're bad. Sculpey <laughs> is better. Sculpey is better product than these kits. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that's a little bit of the history of how we got here. Kind of weird, but uh, you know, everyone everyone's got a weird path, right? So, uh, Ron Piskel, um, what was your quickest and easiest full structure you've built so far? Hmm. Let me think about that. Um, mine was Wicked Wanda's. It was from Bar Mills. Yep. Um, hands down. You think it was the quickest and easiest? Yeah, I think I'll be Bar Mills. You, I, I may think, have done the easiest one last week. I think Bar Mills makes. Ah, uh, well, yeah. Then never mind. I let me take that back. The the one free kit I did from Doug was a free was was fast. Yeah. Um. Not free kit. Um. The mo- kit of the month. By okay. the way, I got our next one. I got it in the mail the other day. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, I got cool. I got to look at that. We I think we're up for renewal. So. Yeah. Well, let's do it. So um, we have um. We're definitely gonna do it because we, I do not want to be out on that. No, they're but, too um, cool. I'm gonna now. You never know. Yeah, but now we're stuck. Is that the one with the ice cream cone? Yes. Okay. Because you never know. We're stuck now. With like another crazy, uh, what's that one? I I wish I'd have, I wish to God we'd have did it. We did it at that point when they he had the one with the the uh, arcade with the clowns on the. I know, but guess what? Oh my God, that would have been. But now, but see, now we're cursed. We're stuck because we'll never not. Be in it, and because I don't want to miss That's out. It's perfect. One. It's a perfect the pancake one. Was another one, you know, the diner. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I'm, I'm sitting here looking at that. I got to do that one. Maybe I'll do that this weekend. Um, I got the girls and myself this weekend. Um, Kristen's going on a bachelorette party, so right. I got plenty of time to work on a kid after the kids are in bed. So maybe I'll do that. Yeah. Well, I built this week. It's all my easy kits to build. It was also one of the. It's part of the Rush Rock Fall series. I did a dance hall. Oh, so you yeah. can find the photos for it up online uh, on our on our Facebook page and on Instagram. Uh, we have them on both, uh, and you will see the uh, the pictures I took. All a bunch of pictures of the dance hall for that. Yeah, and it was a lot of fun. Looks great. It was a one. It was basically a one, maybe a two day thing. Mine, it was one day for the structure and another day for the sign. I, uh, the one night I took an extra night and did yeah. the, the billboard sign on top. It turned out great. I enjoyed it. Um, I had a lot of fun, but it was definitely without question one of the easiest structures I ever built. My easiest structure was eight ball pool. Oh, okay. Which yeah. I added. It probably was two nights or three nights, maybe. But I added a bunch of um, you know, le- like foliage. Ivy, right. Ivy, growing up the side. Maybe it was three nights total. Sure, um, but sure. it was it was the easiest one I've done. What's that but, little one? On, what's that? Are you downstairs now? Yeah. What's that little one on the pier that I have? It was made by K, uh, by uh, Casey's workshop. It has. I put a outside of the. That was another super Davies? easy one. What's that? Davies boats. 
No, it's on the pier itself. Let me, let me go run and look. Oh. It's a bait shop on the pier. I loved it. I had so much fun. I even oh, detailed yeah. it out. I had the picture of that swordfish. Yeah, yeah. I put a swordfish yeah, sign. Yeah, that's a bait shop. I put the swordfish sign on top. It's a bait shop. It's offered by uh, Casey's Workshop. I had a ball doing it. It was fun to detail. And that's, that's tiny. Thing. It's that's tiny, cool... but it looks big because of what you did around it. Yeah, I detailed the hell out of that. I didn't want to say shit because then nobody had to, somebody had to take a drink. <laughs> but um, but I, I, I <laughs> but I detailed it and and but you know outside of that it was it was just a, a pleasure to build it. It was done in a day or so, and um, you know it was not a very big structure, but it, it's unique and it has a, a counter to it and. And uh, an opening for a counter, I put an actual counter on. It's got all kinds of different um, – it, it has, like, different material that you use to build it. It was a really cool design. Right. And I put my own sign on top with, like, um, uh, a swordfish on top, and uh, it looks cool. It's own billboard sign, you know? Yeah. Uh, two-sided. And it was uh, it was fun. It was, it was definitely a fun build. But here's the thing about that. You remember I said I detailed it really well? Mm-hmm. Um, it's – when you build those smaller buildings like that, because it went so fast for you, now you can detail it, and you got all this extra time now because you felt like, oh, you know what? It's done, but it needs something more because it's not real big. But now I can detail the hell out of this thing and you know, and, and have a lot, a lot, lot more fun with a smaller structure by putting a lot more little details and stuff onto it. Um, I think it, it, sometimes when you do a giant structure – and it already has a lot of building and components to it and a lot of weathering that you've done and trying to make it look you know, unique as possible when it's a giant structure. By the time you're done, when it comes time to detail it, what's, what are you out of? Creative energy yeah. sometimes. You're burning you know, out. You're, right. You're like, eh, you know what? Let's get on with the next thing now. You know? And then I'll detail it in a month or two. Well, then you don't. You yeah. know? Right. So – so this is uh yeah that's that that one I had a lot of fun with too. So nice. Anyway, next next um next question. This one is from Matthew Hankins. Yeah. Jason Jensen has been building sci-fi dioramas recently. What are your what are some of your creative breaks that you engage in that may also motivate and inspire you when you return to model railroading? I don't know, but before we go there, I got to tell you Jason Jensen's sci-fi diorama. When he told me on the phone uh, a couple weeks back, before he actually got really ripping into that thing, he called me and we talked and he said he's doing this sci-fi diorama. And I'm like, okay. He said, I'm going to take a break, Todd. I said, I'm going to do a little sci-fi diorama. And I'm like, okay, well, what kind of sci-? I'm thinking to myself, what kind of sci-fi diorama is it going to be? Mm-hmm. And and then he showed a couple of weeks, like two weeks ago, he put some pictures up and it had like two Red Bull cans. He was setting it all up, right? Had like two Red Bull cans <laughs> and uh, some other odds and ends that were made out of other materials and stuff. And I was like, what the heck was it? Well, I can't remember what the one was. I even I even contacted him and said, hey, is this is this actually this product? I can't remember what it was. I even mentioned and it was all made out of like some household products and stuff that look, you could obviously tell when you looked at it and i'm like okay well, where the hell is he going with this and then he started painting it and detailing it and 
and oh my gosh, it looks like something off a Star Wars movie. You know, you feel like you could jump down onto it and fight Darth Vader with a lightsaber. Yeah. It's cool. It is really cool. It's turning out awesome. It is. It is really, really. The, the man's got an insane talent, no matter what he's modeling, and he's blowing this one, the doors off of this one, you know? So I was shocked. And it was like, it was, I was kind of chuckling when I saw the Red Bull cans. Even then, when I was chuckling, though, in my head, I knew. Whatever is coming, whatever's going, that's going to end up looking like, it's going to be freaking amazing. You know that, you know when you saw it. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, yeah, it's Red Bull can. It's kind of funny now when you're looking at it, but now, but I also know <laughs> he's going to blow that shit up, right? So, yeah, and he did, and he did. So, anyways, all right. So, some of the things that I do that motivate me and inspire me to return to model railroading. Hmm. Um. And then they go on to talking about, you know, researching history and buildings. And uh, there's some bunch of comments below the main one from Matthew. But, and you guys might think this is crazy, um, but, you know, I'm a little crazy. The thing that, like, relaxes me the most and actually makes me feel more creative is running. Um as you might know, as most of you do know, and if you don't already know, I'm an, a running addict. Um, Shoot. My dad dropped something. and I did. My tweezers. Why do you have your tweezers out? I don't know. Sometimes I, while we're talking, I just grab things off my workbench and I... I you fidget with them? With them? <laughs> yeah. We got to get you a fidget spinner. Yeah. Why, a Wiley scale modeling fidget spinner. <laughs> um... Yeah, so anyways, I run. Uh, I run a lot. It's no secret to anybody. If it is a secret to someone already on the show and you just learned tonight, um, I don't know where you've been, but I run a lot. But believe it or not, when I'm running, I don't think about running or how much my, I'm breathing or how much it sucks. I'm thinking about things I want to do when I'm done running. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Or like things I need to get done or creative things I want to do. Right, uh, I and think, I'd be thinking about when I'm going to die. But you go ahead. Okay, well, yeah, I used to do that. Yeah, I used to think that way. Yeah, uh, and this kind of goes back to what you've talked about a couple times on the show about getting outside and doing something other than sitting down uh, and hunched over in a workbench all day, every day, every night. All, that's all you do. Right. Um, you need your body needs to move. Um, whether you're playing mini golf or you're walking the dog or you're out gardening, whatever you're doing. So for me, that's running. It's therapy. For me, it's release of energy. It's release of everything. Um, and the one thing I don't think about when I'm running is running. Mm-hmm. I think about when I'm done running, what am I going to do? I'm thinking about, oh, well, I want to spend a couple hours in, in my workbench, at my workbench, when I'm done, what am I going to work on? And I'm thinking about things I need to work on um, down here at the layout. Believe it or not, I get creative right. ideas when I'm running. Uh, huh. It's weird. I, the, la- the last thing I think about is is running. So right. for me, my creative escape is something that has nothing to do with buildings, nothing to do with modeling, nothing artistic. Um, it's just, you know... Being outside and 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 working out, 
mm-hmm. allows me to think about, and it's not just that, it allows me to think about other things. I run through problems I'm going through in my life outside of model railroading or running as I'm running. And I, right. it's kind of my own little vent session in my own head. I just work through some, work through problems or I work through things I want to do creatively when I'm done running and I finally stop sweating and I go down to my workbench. Yeah. So that's, that's how I do it. My, 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 uh, my creative, my, a lot of my creativity and thought process comes from when I'm exercising. Okay. Which is strange, but everyone's weird. So that's my thing. Right. Yeah. I mean, everybody's got their thing. I got several that make me motivated. One is um, if I'm watching other modelers on YouTube or something like that. Oh, well, that's uh, a given. I'm, I'm, then I start getting motivated. Nothing okay? makes you feel like you haven't done enough by watching other modelers. Yes. And it's probably yeah. like one of those, you know, the grass is greener on the other side kind of things. Right, right. When the other modelers are getting just as much and just as little done as you are. Yep. But because you're seeing what they're pumping out, yep. you're going, oh, my gosh, I got to get back and do that. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, 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 that motivates me a lot. Yeah. You know, that kind of thing. Um, definitely watching others on YouTube, especially like how-tos and things like that. Um, so the more I watch, the more I get sucked into that watching, you know, because you can't just watch one how-to. You end up watching one and you're going, oh, on the left-hand side, on the right-hand side of the screen, there's a list of a bunch of other ones. So you're watching some guy build some – some kind of uh, – I was the other week. I was watching Luke Talon do waterfalls, right? And then I was watching that. And then right underneath that, you're done watching. It goes, that's a great video. And then when you're done, you look over to your right. There's that long list. And then it'll say, like, how to put white wall tires on an HSL car. You know? <laughs> and you, you go, okay, I'll go see that. I don't even have any white wall tires. How do I do yeah. that? Yeah, exactly. What's, what's, what's he do to do that, right? So you're watching that one. And then it's like, you know, how, how – you know. How to put bushes in a swamp, you know, and you're like, oh, okay, well, I don't have a swamp, but let's see how they do it, right? So now you watch a couple of them, and you get sucked into it, and now my head's going, I got to build. I, gotta, I can't wait to I can't wait to get in there and build, you know? Or if you're at work, and it's a long, slow day at work, it, you're, you know, you're busy, not necessarily um, slow, like, slow work-wise, but you're just, it's one of those long exhausting days you know especially for me if i'm working at my desk and it's it's been busy or i I just am swamped out with stuff or or whatever or if you have a do have a slow day you know in the back of your head i'm going okay can't wait till i get out of here get home you know settle in and get at my workbench and do some work you know i love that to me that's great because it 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 takes me away from you know what i've had to do at my at my job you know which is, you know, which I, and I love my job, but, you know, it's nice. It's a, it's this, it's the escape part. It's still your job, and you just right, want to get I'm away from it. about it. Right, so at, at some point during my day, I'm, I'm not going to lie. You know, I'm sitting there at my desk going, you know what? I can't, when I get home, I'm going to try this. You know, I'm going to build this or, you know, whatever. Right. And you know, so you get home, you try it. That's one thing. The other thing is if I am away somewhere. Oh, with yeah. Your, with your mom. And we're at like a store looking at clothing or out in the grocery store picking up groceries and t- looking at, you know, lettuce heads and shit like that. So then I'm like, okay, let's, you know, and I'm like, in the back of my head, I'm going, when can I get out of here? When can we get out of here and get to back home? And I want to work on my workbench. You know, I, I, I just want to get in there, turn the music on, shut the door and just work on the workbench. You know, right. that's one thing. The other thing is, the other thing 
on that same line in this sort of way is if I'm at the store, if I'm at like Hobby Lobby or um, at Michael's and I'm walking around in the store to get something I actually need for my workbench or something I'm working on, now I am in that mode because I am in the store where they have craft supplies and things like that. So the whole time your brain starts processing that, hey, what you're going to be buying, you're going to be working with. So when I get home, you're like, oh, I go home, I'm going to try this, you know? So you get home, you get right to your workbench, you start doing it. Those are things that motivate me. Yeah. Yep. Well, the other thing that motivates me is, um, and I'm sure everyone in this group or everyone that's listening has done this as well, when you're driving through uh, small town USA, name the town, pick one, yeah. throw throw right. a dart at the map, pick one. Right. Um, when you're driving through small town USA and you see a a building, the building. the building, right? It's the one in that town that you see, and you're going, oh. That is so cool. I got to implement that thing in my build. Right. Or a build. That happened to me today when I was running, believe it or not. Uh, I was in Boiling Springs, running through town there, that little town in Boiling Springs. Mm -hmm. And I found an old... I don't necessarily want to do this building, but I found... You know the row homes that are in town in Boiling Springs? Townhomes. Oh, yeah, They're they're the old townhomes. Yes. Not townhomes like they build today. Like real townhomes. Um. And there's a vacant lot. So first thing that catches my eye, this th- these well-groomed, very nice homes in Boiling Springs. Boiling Springs is a very well-kept town. There's a lot of pride in those old homes. Right. Uh, it's th- gorgeous. That town takes a lot of pride in the beauty of their old homes. Right. Absolutely. So the first thing that sticks out to me is this vacant lot. It's all weedy and out of control. It's not been kept, it's not been kept up with all spring. Yeah. Vacant lot beside a beautiful old, you know, late late eighteen hundreds, early nineteen hundreds home. It's a right. beautiful house. Weedy lot beside it. The next thing I see is the wall that was shared with that building that was once on that vacant lot uh, on the next building over. Cool. And the one thing I see that's really cool is there's old in the brickwork uh-huh. there's old windows and doors that were bricked shut. Oh, wow. When they built, I'm assuming, when they built the house that went beside it, in the row home that went beside it. Right. Brick shut. And I thought, man, the history behind that old door and and those old windows Mm -hmm. was probably sealed away for 100 years because there was an old house beside it uh, that burnt down a year ago, and now it's a vacant lot. Right. Um, and no one, the, even probably the tenants that live in that house had no idea that there was a window there because probably it's probably behind 50 to a hundred years of drywall and plaster that yeah. there was once a window there and it's now been brick shut and it's been turned into apartments. Um, and they might not have ever had any, any clue there was ever even a door that went into something else that's no longer there. It just amazing. Yeah, that, um, would, that would be cool. It's just a thing you see on the side of a building that, like, where did that go to? Was it a porch or did it go to a fire escape, like a stairwell? 
Or right. did it go to another part of a building that no longer exists? Or did it attach to the building that was de- demolished after it burnt down uh, way back when? And when the property owners now bought it, they sealed it off and turned it into a, into a bunch of duplex apartments. You know, it, it's just like, what was that? And I don't know. I was yeah. thinking about that the rest of my run. I kept thinking about what that could, what could that have been? Um, mm-hmm. I was just something I picked up and it was a cool detail. I thought of two things that you could do is from just that little moment was create a vacant lot. Which would be cool. I never, you know, I, I, I thought about it a long time ago, but yeah. I haven't thought about it since. It'd be, here's, think about this. And especially I'll in set our the town, scene. I'll set the, the scene. You have a couple row homes. So you get some DPM brick buildings or some Walther's. The, no, the, no, the, no, 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 no. I do you one better than those things. Jeff Grove with Carolina Craftsman. There you kids, go. Put up a p- picture this week. I don't know if it's when it's coming out or if, when, it's com- when he's going to have it. But there are some row homes that he's built. Are they are brick? Really, no. Oh. But they're cool. Well, still, they're cool. I mean, that's yeah. – and I, I'll go in there and check them out. But either yeah. way, you get – I want. I'm excited to see what Jeff has now for Carolina Craftsman Kits. But you get you get a few row homes. You build some row homes, whether they're from whatever manufacturer, right? Mm-hmm. But instead of just doing this typical street with five row homes, right? Just skip a row home and build uh, a vacant lot scene. Right. And the one thing that was cool about this vacant lot that I saw today was the concrete footers. Were there. Still there, yeah, and they were the weeds and stuff growing up around it, but you could see the old foundation still in there, and it was filled with dirt. Mm-hmm. So all the ground is level, and then about six to eight inches higher than the ground and the weeds was mm-hmm. the old foundation. But the basement was filled with dirt up to the same height of the yard. Oh wow! Like that was cool. That's cool. So now I think there are some kit manufacturers out there, that, like Bar Mills, I think may have one. They have an actual vacant lot. Yeah, but I mean, yeah. if you have scenery yeah. material, and some, if you have scenery material and some plaster, you can make one for well, that's true. nothing for ne- right. for next to no no for next to no cost at all, and yeah. with some materials you already have, you can make a vacant lot with a concrete pad. That would be sweet. Yeah, either a yeah. either a busted up concrete pad or mm-hmm. a filled in basement like I saw today. Yeah. Um. You know, they tore the house down. They didn't want anyone falling in the hole because it's in right. the middle of town, so they filled it in. Right. Um, yeah. So that's just a really cool scene that I saw today. Um, it's just an it's it's just it's an idea of things that I think about and see while I'm running. Um, but it, it wouldn't take very much to do to do something like that. No. So. Yeah. And now I want to build some vacant lots because uh, a they would fill some space and b what's what every town's got a, two, a vacant lot or two. Mm-hmm. Or more. Yeah, I think it'd be a great idea. But, anyways, that's probably a, a little modeled, a little uh, underappreciated part of a city that is very probably very undermodeled or very underseen is a um vacant lot. What question brought that up? What do you do for inspiration when you're not modeling? Oh, inspiration. Okay, yeah. We were yeah. talking about that. Yep. So anyways, okay. um, that wraps up our patron questions of the week. Uh, okay. I got a couple things to talk yeah, about. I know but... you have some topics, so let's get into that. Um, first of all, it was product week for me. So I, I was 
I was rec on our. I think it was on our um, our um, our overtime at the bench um, group page for patrons, mm-hmm. and uh, Jim Donovan was on there. He was talking about these little sprayer bottles uh, that you can buy oh. over Hobby Lobby. Yeah. And uh, for putting scenery on and stuff, and they they don't have a tube in them. They're pushed from the bottom, and um, they're just thin little tubes, and they're made by a company called, um, I can't remember what company was said. I went there and couldn't find them, okay? They had other ones like that in the candle-making area. And, oh, no, soap, the soap-making area. I can't remember what the name of the manufacturer was at the time. But I um, obviously um, tried to tried to find them. And they didn't have these things, so I was looking around in the store. See if maybe had them somewhere else in the store. And I got over to the artist section area because I'm going to do some scenery work, right? And I want some spray bottles to spray like alcohol yeah. um, and uh, the the you know the glue mixture that kind of thing for 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 building. But I wanted something that had a fine mist spray. And this was a fine misspray, what Jim was talking about. But like I said, they were out of them or they didn't have them there. They had a bunch of other products by the same company, but there wasn't that. So I walked over to the fine art section where they had pallets and stuff. Probably a dangerous place for me to go. And um, I found these bottles. They have spray bottles. They are fine mist spray bottles. Now, these do have the tube that goes all the way to the bottom. Okay. But... There, you get three of them for the price of I think it was a I think it was like two ninety nine, and they're real thin. They're about they're not much bigger than a than a pen. Okay, wow. they're they're real they're real thin and they're about the the size of a small magic marker. Okay, um, and they're neat. They have a little plastic cap on them to keep the things secure uh, to, to keep the top secure um, so it doesn't dry out on you and everything. Um, I, I really liked them. They were nice. But then I looked, and there was like a million other bottles that I never thought to get. So I got these squeeze bottles. They have little plastic caps on them. They have, uh, they're like a buck ninety nine. You get two of them. They're they're one point six fluid ounce, six nine fluid ounces. Yeah. And then I have another one by another company. That was that company is Masters Touch. Masters Touch makes a lot of stuff at. Um, uh, Hobby Lobby where mm-hmm. they have a lot of that stuff. They were cheap though. And now this one's four ninety nine. These are application needle tip applicator bottles. I'll open it right now. They're made by a company called Artisan, also at Hobby Lobby on the same area. They had all kinds of various sizes um, from you know ones that are four to eight ounces and some are a little right. bigger than that yet. They had fine mist applicators like I told you about. They had spray bottles. You know where you the pump spray where you kind of pull the trigger on them. Uh huh. I can hear you. I can hear you playing with them. Right, right. I was just. Uh, I was just. Doing it had that. a very good spraying sound. They were right, <laughs> and they were like, you know, two one ninety nine, two ninety nine, three ninety nine. There was nothing over five bucks. Right. And you know, you get several bottles. These are little fine tip applicator things, and you can fill them up. They have a very very fine point on them. They're plastic tipped, and they have a cap that goes over top. And they're not very big at all. I think these bottles each are. How many ounces? Uh, one ounce. So they're really small. So but they had some other one one ounce bottles that have a metal top on, 
and I have some of them here. I've already used them, and they're made by uh, I don't know who makes them, uh, I, but I got one as a gift from a friend uh, who is a kit manufacturer, sent them to us. I won't mention him because I don't want other people to contact him and go, hey, where's mine? No, but okay, they were. But, they, they, I got two of them too. You right, gave me two. Exactly. And, and they're fun to work with, and the, they sell those there at that store. Mm-hmm. They're little plastic bottles with black caps, and they have a, a metal needle point that pops out the top. And you can, I use mine for white glue, and uh, you can put white glue in it, and it comes out there. I, I, I plug a piece of a paper clip down into the metal top so it doesn't seal up and clog up with glue. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, they have those there. There's lots and lots of little different size bottles. Um, and spray bottles and things. It's a big section in that one area where the pallets and stuff are. And I I loaded up on a bunch of bottles. I don't know which ones I'm going to, you know, which ones I'm going to need to use or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I'm sure I'm going to find some kind of use for them at some point. You know, because you never, you, you're always putting, you're always using different liquids and things like that. Uh, or you're mixing things that you would, you know, need to do that with. And so I'm going to, you know, especially when we're doing scenery stuff. Yeah. So, uh, so I went out and got some of them. Thanks, Jim. You put me in that direction. Uh, so that was uh, that. Yeah. I do have one last patron thing I got to add real quick, and this will be a cool um, thing we got to talk about. Okay. I, I it was in my email. It was emailed to me. It wasn't in the patron group. Okay. Uh, this is from Andre. It's a, okay. I like this. This is a cool topic. What is the oldest regularly used tool in your arsenal, and how old is it? Ooh. I just didn't want to forget his question before we moved on. Oldest. So I got one, but I can't give you. I cannot give you the date of it. Yeah. Um, I just know how. I know it's old as dirt. Yeah. Um. So I have a set of tools that was given to me by me. No, it's older. Oh. By mom. Okay. It was my grand, my great grandfather's screwdriver and all kit. Ah. And it has he made the handles, the wooden handles for it. So I have an all that I regularly use. The screwdrivers I use, but it's not part of my modeling kit. I use them over on my other tool bench, my other workbench. My you stole mine, but go ahead. Huh? I have my grandfather's all set here as well. Well, we can and both use, use it. Yes. But my great-grandfathers, all, not my grandfathers, my great-grandfathers, mm-hmm. um, all, is prob- hands down the oldest thing on my workbench. And it's probably, if I had to guess, um, from the 40s, early, late late 30s, early 40s. Wow. Well, Pap, Pap, not- Pap Knotts was born in 36. Right. So, I'm guessing. Oh, I got one. They got to be that old. They're not even a main brand. He was a my great grandfather was a welder, so he made his own tools. He had his own wood workshop. Like, like I don't know how old they are. I'm gonna guess mid 40s. They're old, Mm -hmm. Um, but they're those kind of tools that like they're just old as dirt and they won't break. Um, Right. Uh, it's a handmade handle on the all. I don't know. Maybe they're, they're maybe fifties, but either way, they're over seventy years old. Wow, um, it's funny because I didn't even know that. 
Yeah, so I have I have a whole set of screwdrivers. None of them are Phillips head; they're all flathead, mm-hmm. uh, and a couple awls that were my great grandfather's great grandfather Knotts's. Wow. Um, I have a bunch of his old tools down here. Uh, Pap, I think Pap might have given them to me directly, but um, they were his dad's, and I must have I don't know. There's a dozen or more. Of his old tools. One's a hammer. I won't ever use the hammer. I just have it down here. Um, right. I'm afraid to use half of them. Right. But for modeling purposes and all, I'm not going to break that all for modeling purposes. Um, right. I'm poking it through like what, like 16th inch wood. I'm not poking it. <laughs> I'm not poking it through like really hard materials here. So I'm not afraid of breaking it for down here uh, right. on the on the modeling side. Some of the actual tools, like the hammer, I have an old saw from them. Um, I have an old wooden crate that the tools came in. That kind of stuff I don't use. I just keep it near my other tools kind of as like a a collector or like a memento item, um, right. an heirloom item. But the awl, I have three awls from them, and I use them all the time for modeling purposes because I'm punching it through foam or or really thin wooden plastic, and I'm not going to bang it up. Yeah. So, anyways, that's my oldest toy, and it's at least seventy at the old, at the youngest. It's seventy years old. Well, I have something similar. It's really funny that you. Br- that's why I thought it was funny. You, br- I'm dumping it out right now. It is a screwdriver, okay, it has a wooden handle, and a back. The back of the handle has a ball. It's a wooden wooden. It's a wooden screw-on cap, and you take it off, and it's all wood inside. The handle itself is uh, the back of the handle is wood. The thing you screw off, it's like a cap. Yeah, um, it, it's it's where the, where your palm fits, the center of your palm when you're working with a screwdriver. It's got a chuck key, uh, like a like an exacto knife, where you would just loosen it and you could put, you know, different. You can put different. Um, you can open it and close it just like an exacto knife with a chuck key, um, and it actually functions and works entirely uh, to open up to fit different. Of these different screwdriver heads and there's an all punch and then there's a uh there's a chisel on it and all these other little pieces that fit inside it and it was given to me um by my grandfather and the date on it it says on the metal put into the handle and i'll take a picture of it and send it to you tonight and you can sit this you're gonna love this it says patent pending august 12 1884 wow that's the oldest tool I got here. I got yeah. another one. I don't use it a whole lot. I use the all. I use the all from time to time. Um, but and I'll take. I have some old alls too. There's no date on them. But this actually has the date, and it says 1884. There's a couple sharp pieces in here, and because of the age of it, I'm de- reluctant to even touch it and catch some kind of a rare disease off of it or from from the 1800s. I have but, another which one, I, which and I, I have no idea happen. how old this is. Now I can't get this stuff back in. And this but one, yeah. you you gave this to me, but I have no clue how old this thing is. I'm trying to actually look it up. Uh-huh. It is a... I'm looking it up. A Weber Company drafting toolkit, Cosmos 3873. 3874R drafting toolkit. Yes, that was my grand that was my great grandfather's. 
all the pieces, all the original pieces are still in it, in the yep. exact condition they were sitting in. Yep. It's been down here for... It's in a black belt, a black case with green velvet inside. I have no clue how old this thing is. Yep. Um, I've never used it, but it's sitting with my stuff. Uh, it even has the original case with the original lead pieces in it still. Wow. I've, I've never touched it. It's just wow, way to make us look back, Andre, into our uh, old tools from our family. What's really cool, Dad, is it the 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 case is not. I mean, it's in good shape. It's old as shit. Yeah, it's but, a little ragged, but yeah. But what's really cool when you peel back on the leather case, mm-hmm. it's lined with German newspaper. Wow. So I'm trying to find to see if I can even see a date on that. Yeah. Wow. Because if I could see a date on that, that'd be pretty badass. Huh. It's either German. Oh, it's German, for sure. Well, it wasn't used by your your great-grandfather, okay? But it was used by your great-great-grandfather, who's my great-grandfather. No way. Really? And, uh, yeah, your great-great-grandfather, my great-grandfather. Um, but it wasn't used by your your great-great, your great-grandfather because I, I was raised around your great-grandfather and my grandfather. Wow, that was a lot of grandfathers. And um, he couldn't draw a stick figure. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I, you know I, I, so, uh, you know, it wasn't used by him, but it was used by my great grandfather. I'm just yeah. trying to find any information on this. Mm-hmm. Um, and that has to be, that has to be from the early 1800, uh, early 1900s or late 1800s as well, because. My your great your great grandfather was born in 1912. So, yes. I'm just trying to find anything that's not an eBay listing to tell me the date of this thing. Yeah. And I'm not finding it yet. But I mean, it's got to be out there oh, somewhere. Yeah. I gotta take a picture of this thing I'm showing you. But yeah. Somewhere, no, some fine. somewhere along the lines, I can find a date on this. I'm sure. I'll leave it out here so I can remember to take a picture. But, Let me uh, just look up Weber Tool Company. Okay, while we're doing that, while you're doing that, I'll talk about the next pro- product. It was sent to me by one of our patrons and a friend, and um, I will not mention their name. However, uh, they are die. Uh, they are three um, <coughs> D printed um, animals by a company made by in Canada by the name of Mini Prints. They were sent to me. This person graciously ordered them and sent them to me, and I thankful. Holy shit! Thankful to them for doing so. Of um, these are pelicans. Some of the wings spread wide. Go to their website or to their um, Facebook page. Look up Mini Prints. M I N I P R I N T S, and that is different. Uh, is is this? There is a there is a space between those two words. Mini Prints, and. Um, you can find them on Mini Prints 3D um, on Facebook.com, and you can also find their. They do have a website that you can reach from their um, from their Facebook page. They have a website listed, and I can't off the top of my head tell you what that is. But you go to their Facebook page, Mini Prints 3D on Facebook, mm-hmm. and find it. They all. But here's the cool thing: they, 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 all the animals are super cool. Um, I think Dave Kruiswick had a bunch he was painting, and uh, I know he ordered some, and he got some in as well. And uh, of course, uh, he has put together. He has 
he had painted some. I don't know if he had if he had squirrels or skunks. He had some skunks. skunks. Yeah, and they, they they're very 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 detailed when you zoom in on them, and um, pretty cool. And they have all kinds of different animals, animals you normally wouldn't find uh, available. But this one's really cool that was sent to me. They are they are crabs. They are little itty bitty crabs. Brett, they are no bigger than the size of a tick. Wow. Okay. They are or a deer tick, even smaller than a regular tick. Uh, they were that tiny. Uh, and when you zoom in on them with a camera, they look just like a crab. They actually have a little de- definition and detail to them. Uh, you get 10 to a pack. I don't know what you know what they go for, but but uh, definitely check them out. They are definitely unique. I'm grateful to this person for sending them to me as well as the pelicans because I want to put some pelicans on our waterfront. Um, I'm going to look into getting some other small animal small animals from this company mini prints out of canada uh check them out and uh thank you to that person but also i want another thank you out to um to kenny crump from casey's workshop who has sent uh to me uh to check every now and then we'll get samples from some of these companies to try some stuff out yeah and um this was uh it's a it's a jig for building stairs or staircases. It's a staircase jig and he has it. I don't know if it's available yet on his, um, um, on his, uh, it comes with the steps, the, uh, the runners, and then you pop them off on the sprue. Sorry. You pop them off of the sprue and you can put this, the runners for the stairs in these grooves to hold them upright. And you can put the stairs onto the runners, you know where they go. On the, I guess that's a runner. Yeah, a runner. Uh, on each on each place where the stair goes. Yeah. And it holds everything steady and upright for you, so it's not sliding all over the place. And you're trying to stand one side up or the other. You know, this holds everything together for you in a jig. Um, nice. I love it. It has two different widths of st- uh, two different widths, two or three different widths that you could use for the width of your staircase. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it, it, it's cool. It's a it's a it's a stair and jig, and also he sent some laser cut shingles. They are uh, slate shingles in HO scale. Um, they have the coloring of them already in them, uh, so they uh, they will not require painting. And they have a they have a a multiple weather already colored painting to them. They are outstanding looking. I can't wait to try them. They're gonna. Uh, I'm gonna try it, and I don't think at all that you're gonna need to weather them or paint them. Um, they're truly unique. He has them available now on his website because I asked him. So go check out his slate shingles. I don't know if he has any other shingles outside of those, but those are awesome. Well, I mean, that are new. Um, but go check those out online. And nice. I thank you, Kenny, for that. And I can't wait to try both of those. And let everybody know how how they went. I will I will report back on that, of course. So very um, cool. Yeah, um, that's it. That's a, that's my selection of stuff to for tonight. You know. So I'm looking at this um at this drafters kit that I have here from F Weber oh. Company. Yeah. The company was in business from 1865 to 1973. Oh, okay. 
Um, it didn't. Oh man, it didn't become named. It was used. It used to be called F. Weber and Company. Mm-hmm. Um, it was established in 1853, but after the death of the founder Frank, Frederick W. Weber. In 1919, his two sons, Fred W. Weber and Ernest Weber, had renamed the company, incorporated it, and renamed the company F. Weber Company. So it's at least at the oldest, 1919. Okay. Um, and then that company was in existence until Fred Weber's retirement in 1967, which I don't think it's that. I think it's older than 1967, based on how long we've known it's been in our family. Right. But. Um, at the oldest, this thing could be 1919. So I, this thing could be a minimum, or, or this thing could be a maximum of 101 years old. So wow. I'm just now I want to find out more about this thing. Sorry, I didn't mean to get onto this topic, but um, it, it's a really cool thing I have in the basement here. So that's it. Cool. Um, I just wanted to give a quick update on kind of what I'm working on and where I'm at after post vacation. Um. Uh, I have the Fisherman's Co-op almost done. Um, I know I sent you some sneak peek, peek, sneak peek picks last night. Um, I threw the water tank on top of the building, and right. I and configured it into a T-shape, not a long, skinny, straight straight line building. Which I don't know what you think of that. I think it it adds more character to the structure. Oh, absolutely. It's still freaking huge. Yeah. <laughs> but but um it's a large brick building which we have very few of. Um and I put a giant water tank on top of the building. I don't know what I'm going to make this one into though. I don't want to make it a fisherman's cop. Right. I don't know what kind of factory or whatever it's going to be, but um but I'm pretty pumped about it. I'm I'm ex- I'm happy about this build. Some builds I mean, I'm happy with all builds that I do. I don't, I don't think I make crap. Um, but sometimes you're just happier with how things are turning out compared to other builds, and this is one of those ones that I'm just a little happier about compared to others. Cool. So that's where I'm at with it that. Looks, I like it. I love the this way it's this this weekend. I'll also be doing the diner kit um, from um, Foscale Models. I'll be doing the flapjacks diner. And I went to the Dollar General today, and guess what I bought? What? I found a steal because it's back to school time. Pencil boxes. Oh, yeah? And I'm going to be putting a bunch of stuff I have loose laying around in pencil boxes. Cool. Um, they were a buck a piece, so I got six of them. Um, and I'm also thinking about getting us some labels for down here. And labeling all of our crap we have sitting around. I was thinking about that too. At work, I got this label thing in my office. Well, I was just gonna buy some. I'm a- not gonna buy. I'm. A- well, I was just okay, gonna get I- some Avery thirty whatever the the generic oh, okay, Avery kinda- labels and just handwrite them on. Yeah, well, and then we'll do that. It's, it's like ten bucks or less for a pack of Avery labels, and we'll just write them on. Cool. So, anyways, uh, that's my update. Um, it is back to school time, so keep your eye out for some uh, steals like I just picked up, like pencil boxes or a lot of right. the, like Walmart and Target have a lot of cool stuff for college dorms for yep. keeping them organized um, that you can use. A lot of the storage containers from Sterilite and some of those brands are mm-hmm. making um, a lot of 
very cool, unique, small, compact storage items for college dorms that are back to school time. And this is a perfect time of year to pick up good sales on that kind of stuff. So keep your Great eye advice. out on that. Um, I just sent you some pictures to post on. Um, oh, I'm uh, getting for, them for the tool. Yeah, and uh, also for um, the uh, the bottles, the spray bottles. Eighty four, dang! I told you, man. I told you that looks like the all that I have. It does. Very similar, but the handle's different. It's a hand carved handle. Well, this handle, the, the back end screws off of it, and all those little pieces fit into the back end. Like it's an all-purpose That's awesome. Tool. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. Man, I love that kind of stuff. Yep. Old tools just look so, like, they beat the pants off of current day tools as far as oh, how yeah. of, as far as how sturdy they look. Sure. Like that those that screwdriver bit that thing is is not snapping on you. No. That is forged and and built with some some brawn to it. Oh yeah, yeah, without <laughs> doubt. Yeah, that, without doubt. That's a hell of a tool. Yeah. So. Very cool. I'll I'll post a picture of mine too. Cool. So, all right, guys. Well, uh, we are That's going. About to, a wrap. We're going to wrap up this week's episode. It's a long one again, hour forty minutes. Um, but as always, we had a great time talking to you, and uh, well, hopefully, you, ha- you guys had a great time listening. I'll be shooting for a guest next week. No promise, but I'm. When are we getting mom on? Bob, who? Mom. Mom. Well, well, I don't know. Maybe we'll the next week or two. We gotta get mom on. The patrons are very anxious to talk to her about her build. Okay, and so. then we'll. Um, and we don't we'll have do to have her on. The... We don't have to have her on for an hour and forty minutes. But if no, she's no. on for half of it, that'd be cool. Yeah, you know her. She ain't gonna sit still for that long anyway. So. <laughs> but, but anyways, yeah. we'll we'll get some guests on here coming up. Even if it's my mom next week or someone, um, we will get Mrs. Wiley on or a couple other guests here coming up. So. We are going to call this week a wrap. Uh, Enjoy the weekend. Keep cool. Model on. Uh, I may or may not do some fun live stuff, but it will be very late because I got the kids solo this weekend. Um, Right. So just keep your eye out for that. There's no planned date or time, but I may go on sometime in the next three days. So. Sounds, Sounds good, man. Sweet, guys. All right. Well, that is a wrap for this week. We are excited to get started on our group builds what's coming up we got some contests coming up um just keep your eyes out for some exciting new things so peace out all right later